Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Like a guardian angel that you don't take advice from, it's the AOO Show on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, IRLoneStar.com, and wherever you get your podcast from. I am Andrew, next to Montgomery County's top slot machine mechanic, Dick Shizzler. I want to apologize if I cough or... Hack or whatever. I, I'm still sick. You're I'm such still, a hack. I'm still uh, under the weather. All right, let's not let's not bury the lead here. Let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. You have a mustache. Yeah, it's pretty ball, pretty baller. It is pretty baller, but that's a pretty risky um, decision. I think uh, mustaches are pretty divisive. Uh, I myself could not pull off the mustache. I have to have some friendly accompanying facial hair with yeah. it. Otherwise, I look but like... But so you can actually grow a beard. Quite the so I can't really grow a beard. No? So, the stash looks pretty dope. Yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> so it's gonna be, that's going to be a mainstay for a while. Okay. Okay. I don't know that I'm quite used to looking at it because it did come in here in the last week. It made a little visit on your upper lip in the last week, I think. Yeah. Well... Was this a conscious decision of one day you woke up, you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, this, well, no, this lip needs some hair? No, it was something more of, I forgot, I was hanging out with one of these beard guys that like does the oils and everything. Oh, does he have like a long beard though? Yeah, but yeah. he like treats it and he goes, because I was like, yeah, I can't grow a beard. And he's like, you can grow a mustache. I can just look at, by looking at your face, your mustache will be fine. Wait a minute, hold on. He could look at your face well, and yeah. tell you were able to grow a mustache. Yeah, because like my beard doesn't grow evenly, so that man has magical powers. And he was like, but he looked at it and he goes, "But your mustache does." So just do a mustache, and I was like, "Okay." So you took the advice. So I was sitting there. I sh- think I would take his advice too. If he I, could look at me and tell me what my facial like patterns were going to be for facial hair, I take his advice yeah. too, man. That's that's impressive. But one thing I noticed with the mustache is when I smile, I look goofy. But if I just keep a straight face, it's like it looks pretty cool. And I got a lot of that this weekend. So you're gonna be walking around with like the Trump mugshot look all the yeah. time. Yeah. Look at me and my stash, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so many jokes there. I could make, but yeah. I'm not going to. It was fun though. Say family show. I definitely when I, well, I went to kinda. Austin this weekend for my yeah, man. best friend's birthday and I fit right in with the mustache. So it's like Oh yeah. I bet. I bet there is a... The mustache has seen quite a resurgence. Oh, yeah. And especially when you're watching baseball. I see a lot of guys now rocking the stash. Like, oh, man. Because it kind of goes in and out. You know, these these facial hairstyles go in and out. But you know what never leaves? The beautiful red beard. Yeah. I mean, you got someone solid going, and I don't. That's not all that red anymore. But yeah. Yeah, it's okay. So you went to Austin. I heard you saw a comedy show. Yeah, dude. I I saw Ron White. So I read a few years ago that Ron White uh, no longer drinking. He, he had like one. He had a, a beer. He didn't even finish it while he was up there. I wonder if that was even a real beer. Because I heard that he had to stop drinking due to health reasons. And I was going to ask you. Obviously, you're a Ron White fan. As someone who would go to his show, um, was his comedy any different? Because let's no. let's face it, like he was still good. It was like the whole night. It, it was great. That place was awesome. Uh, we went to that comedy mother mothership, mm-hmm. and it was a lot smaller than I would imagine. 
but it was very imp- intimate. And the only thing I would say that they I got bamboozled because they have a two drink requirement, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. two drink minimum minimum requirement. Right. And so I'm talking to the lady, and their drinks are like fifteen dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. And oh, yeah. she goes, if you want to meet the drink requirement, I can just make it a double. And I was Still like, thirty bucks, I bet. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I didn't think that. Like my brain didn't translate. <laughs> oh, a double is thirty dollars instead of fifteen. I figured it'd be thir- like fifteen plus like five or six or whatever the That's vodka is. That's not how is. basic math works, though, bud. And and I asked her at the end of the show. I go, could I just could I have just ordered two drinks? Yeah. Because I would have done that rather than a double. Because I would like at least the drinks will be lasting the show. Oh yeah, sure, right. So, and, but in this case, you got hammered in the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, but again, I just didn't think they would do that. No, but they well, do that. You know. That now we know, and I was just like, I feel like that's kind of cheating. Mm. I think people who get the double feel like they might be cheating the system, but they're not. Well, not at all. Yeah, and no, I was like, you gotta pay you, thirty you, bucks, man. Well, you know, I get that. Yeah, but. The fact that she's like, oh, yeah, I can make it a double. I guess. I guess if you don't drink, you just gotta hand them thirty bucks cash. <laughs> Here you go. I, I mean, I don't. I haven't. Or they charge you fifteen dollars for a sprite. I bet man, that's man, what it is. Man, yep. I don't know. And I. Well, what's weird is she's the one that presented it, and I was like, you know, they do this stuff. That would. Piss, I mean, I remember people yeah. get pissed off about that because so, it was like I was trying to cheat the system. She goes, well, hey, if you just want to make it simple, I can make it yeah. a double. And I was like, cool. And when I saw the bill, I was like, wait a second, why is it thirty dollars? If, so, so did you arrive at this decision to grow a mustache after this double? No. Okay. Just wondering. No, the, I was uh, just shaving. I was and wondering I was the like, chronological order. I was here. just shaving, but no, that was the only thing I was like really weirded out by. And uh, but other than that, the whole experience was great. Good. And so Ron White's comedy not different because I no. know the aura around him and a lot of his comedy was based on drinking, drinking culture, him being surly and drunk up there, whether or not it was an act or he was really hammered. I don't know. Uh, probably not an act. So I was just wondering how different he was from, say, 10 years ago. Because yeah. that guy, the tater, he is funny. Yeah, that is a was, funny human It being. was funny. The whole night, everyone that was on stage was funny. Good, man. Uh, yeah, I was very... Because your last experience at the terrible. comedy show was terrible. awkward. Yeah. I mean, there was just... It, left, it made you leave asking the question, is it just me? Is the problem me? Or was that guy not funny? That guy was not funny. Yeah. Both of them. Everyone there was not funny. And I was like, that sucks, because, you know, they were trying to be funny. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, no we, doubt. Do, we do have to let the audience of uh, onesies know that today we are recording on 9-11. Yeah, we go from comedy show to 9-11. What so, a transition. Way to bring down the room. No, there was, they had a bunch of 9-11 jokes uh, on <laughs> during the show. Nothing kills like a 9-11 it, joke, right? Yeah, it, it is kind of a surreal day. Anytime this comes up, I'm always kind of reminded of it. And, you know, thinking back to, you know, where you were at the time it happened. <clears throat> I mean, I, I know exactly where I was. I can tell you, you know, the, the, kind of the the day's events. Do you, do you same thing occur for you? Yeah, I think what what shocks me the most about that perspective is I always felt it was more of a New York thing instead of like a U.S. thing. Hmm. So, like for example, like when the Oklahoma City bombing happened, mm-hmm. did the same? Re- I don't know, because like, I was like, did the same reaction happen around the United States where everyone was like, "No, this is an attack on the U.S." No, it didn't. It was considerably different because those two events are drastically different. Also, one in terms of the just the sheer number of well, like deaths, when they, like right? when they had the World Trade bombings. Yeah, in the late '90s. In the late '90s, mm-hmm. again. In the garage, I think 1998. It was so called. was that like was that perceived as like a unity thing? 
No, and I think it's all a sliding scale, right? The the uh, amount of death. Yeah, because the destruction, destruction was pretty just, crazy for 9-11. I think it was just the fact that those buildings... Had the buildings not come down, it would have been bad enough. But when those buildings came down, yeah. and the chaos that it created, and the dust, and the yeah. field, and those images that came out... Man, it did. It galvanized the nation, with the exception of Dick, apparently. But um, no, I, I, I've always thought of it as more of a New York thing, no, where it's no. like the New Yorkers felt it the most, clearly. And like to me, it's like, well, that's one thing I like because everyone I know who goes to New York goes to the nine eleven memorial now. Yeah, it's like that's what you do yeah, when like you to go. go to New York. I'd like to go. Yeah, I think so it'd be you'd like to go. I would absolutely. And me too. But it's like again, I was over here in Houston, Texas. Yeah, kind of like. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy that happened. New York, that's got to be nuts. Yeah, And which, then that's basically the end of my thoughts. Like, there there that goes. Like, Yeah, what's funny is I am probably in someone's 9-11 story. As, oh, do you remember where you were? How'd you find out? Because at the time, I was in college working at the grocery store as a cashier, and there were people coming through my line. And I was telling them, oh, man, do you hear about this? You know, what's happened in New York? And there were several people at that time said, no, what are you talking about? Because it had just happened. Yeah. You know, it's not like we all had phones in our pocket, you know, smartphones and whatnot. So, you know, it's possible some people said, yeah, some guy at the grocery store told me about it. So, But are you one of these conspiracy theory guys? You're a conspiracy theory, aren't you? I love are reading. You a lo- are you love- a loose changer? No, I'm more of like like X-Files kind of thing where like I want to believe, but then I'm not really that big of a, a searcher for the truth. No of. way. You know, it's like I I want to hear the crazy stories of <laughs> yeah. like how is, how did we come to this conclusion again, especially like the nine eleven stuff. Like, there's so many wild theories out there, and then you have other theories like the JFK. And then you have it's just like a like Bigfoot. Yeah. Like to me, it's kind of neat. And you're like, all right, how do we end up here? Yeah, and, a guy with a mustache like that probably isn't a truth seeker. I was gonna say, yeah, but that's just my opinion on it. <laughs> I'm more of an enforcer. <laughs> I always thought it was re- yeah. I always thought it was funny though that people were like George Bush was the mastermind behind 9/11. At the same time, they're like he's a dumb cowboy. <laughs> How do these two things co- correlate yeah. here? You can't be a dumb cowboy and mastermind it. But I was I've been entertained by a lot of the uh, conspiracies but, throughout the years, but I don't think I buy into any of them. No, I think it's just it. it there's certain ones like the JFK thing really weirds me out. Mm-hmm. But that's mainly because of how. Someone could just shoot a president. It's pretty crazy, man. Which to me is like not. I mean, it's it's happened a couple times, but not like to that effect where they're dead. Out in public like that. And too. out in public, Such a public and it's event. like I can't imagine how simple that idea is. And like it, I'm just like, how does this not happen all the time? Yeah, I know. I and know. mainly because some people are crazy, man. And it's like, I know. Unfortunately, yeah, they crazy. But, but that that conspiracy though is fun. Like that movie JFK is a really fun movie. Oh, you are talking about the nineteen ninety four one? Yeah, with yeah. Uh, I think it's really Scott. Is it really Scott? No, it's Oliver Stone. Oliver right? Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like that kind of stuff, totally down. Uh, but other conspiracy, like the nine eleven stuff, never really. I never. I just, I just again, it's one of those things where it's <laughs> like it's so sad it happened. Yeah. It happened in New York, and it's sad that everyone lost family and you know the, just the craziness of it, but. Like, I remember being in school, and all of a sudden we got pulled out, and we got pulled into, like, the assembly room, and we're watching on TV, and I remember thinking, going, why are we watching this? And, like, but all those teachers wanted to watch sure, it. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so I was... It was a, it's a but, major defining moment in United States yeah, history. Yeah, and like, I was like, why are we watching this, though? Like, we're kids. I think I was, like, 12 at the time. Oh, wow, yeah. So I was like, why are we watching this? Like, yeah. I don't... 
And then of course you hear something where it's like put on Nickelodeon or whatever. You yeah, I was like, let's watch something better. Uh, but yeah. Well, the other thing in the news this week, I guess the end of last week, and then kind of into this week, was the the Danny Masterson news. Are you familiar with who Danny Masterson is? Yeah, it's the actor from uh, that '70s show. Yes, that's correct. And he, he played other... Hyde on that '70s show. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that show? I've seen it before, but it wasn't like a every Tuesday night I'd check it out show. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I, I have watched it, and I have watched several episodes of it, but I think it hit me in that time period of my life at just the wrong time. I, I think it's, it ran from 1998 to 2006, uh, and at that time I was you know sophomore in college. I'm not sitting down on a Tuesday night and watching a sitcom. It's just, it hit me late teens, early 20s. I've, I think... Maybe the later episodes I watched a little bit more as I got a little bit older. But had I been maybe a couple years younger or a couple years older, I, I probably would have watched more of it. But still the news of him um, being um, convicted of rape, that was back in July. I remember that story kind of came and went because it seems like this story has been going on for a while. This, the talk of him going to trial has been going on for years. He was convicted. Well, the sentencing came down on Friday. And that's the part that blew my mind. He's getting 30 years to life. And I heard that and thought, good grief. That seems like a lot. There must have been, and I didn't follow anything on the trial. He must have, there must have been some hardcore evidence. And that judge was definitely going to make an example out of him, it seems like. 30 years. Normally, in these type cases, he said, she said kind of thing. I was thinking the guy was going to get 5, 10 years or something. 30. Were you surprised by that? Oh, yeah, especially with it, the crime being committed 20 years ago. Right? Yeah. So that was the only thing I was like, when I saw that, I was like, dang, we must have been, he must have been a bad boy. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, he drugged him, I think. So, yeah, he must have been a bad boy, and there must have been some clear-cut evidence. Again, didn't follow it too clearly or closely, but what I'm really interested in is the story that's broken subsequently is the Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher uh, video that has, has come out, I guess it was yesterday. Have you seen any of this in, uh, news? Yeah. So funny. So apparently, if you're not aware, uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, who also were on that, that 70s show along with Danny Masterson, um, were asked by his parents during the trial to write letters of character on his behalf, as one might do. I think this happens quite often. And they wrote some letters. Now, I haven't read the letters, but I, I guess they're out there because the internet has lost its collective mind over this and basically saying that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are supporting rape culture and supporting a rapist, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, hold on, time out, without even knowing what was said. I don't, I highly doubt they did this, right? I, I would like to think that you could still write a letter of character on someone's behalf and still also believe that they're guilty of the crime, right? With, I mean, it's, it's basically you want to know what that person's character was like prior to these crimes. And yeah. it's entirely possible that your relationship with them were completely different than that of the victims, right? But it's just, people have lost their minds to the point now where they've had to release a mea culpa video saying, you know, we apologize, but no way are we actually, you know, supporting rape or undermining the victims of this crime. But oh my gosh. So like, for instance, Dick... If you were convicted of murder well, and your parents came to me and said, can you write a letter of character on Dick's behalf? I'm going to be like, sure, I can do that because I know Dick, not the murderer, right? Yeah. And, but I can also still believe that you're a 
a terrible person and that murdered somebody. You know, so well, yeah. I just think we can have it both ways. And I, I don't know. I just think it was pretty interesting that everybody lost. Well, especially their minds. like imagine writing a character letter for like Crosby or uh, Cosby. Cosby. Yeah, like because no one knew. Man, but yeah. some people knew. But like the people who had wrote the wrote the letters, like I still don't believe this. No, 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 no. But then it's. But also, I think the uh, the scenario that these guys are in, or these these actors, it's I don't think they wrote the letter with the intention of changing no. the outcome. No. So no, because I want to say those letters are really used for after the fact, where like you're making the sentence sentencing, and then it's like yeah, it was for sentencing. Yes, this yeah. was just recently. This was so I don't think the letters recent. were written before he went to like, no. court. But like no, the, it was the after lawyer the fact. randomly goes, you know what. Mila Kunis really likes him, so let's keep that in mind, jury. <laughs> right. But I guess that's the hope. The hope is you write these letters uh, I mean, to the to the judge, so the judge, the judge keeps not that the jury. in jury. Right. So it's right. a little different. It's a little different, and it, obviously it helped none because well, he or spo- she put the hammer down on him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's because because I feel like there's a certain threshold when you give someone 30, 40, 50 years where it's like, okay, so clearly. You're hoping this person dies in prison at mm-hmm. one point, and I mean, I, it's just like, but then you're you're basically saying he's a menace to society. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird position. If but you're I, going over thirty years, you're basically saying this guy can yeah. never come back into society. He needs to be. Yeah, in he, jail. he's forty seven years old. Danny Masterson is so. In theory, assuming he makes it, he'll be seventy seven at a minimum before he's yeah. eligible to even come out for parole, which he probably will not. Mila Kunis says the letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system or the v- validity of the jury's ruling. But it's just kind of weird they actually had to come out and say that because to me it's like, duh. <laughs> but again, I don't know what the letter said unless they literally said, you know, what they're being accused of. Hey man, raping that bad. Then I could I could see, <laughs> but I highly doubt that yeah. that's what we're oh, saying. Yeah, I think it's also people don't understand the judicial system itself. Judicial system, Schussler. Yeah, judis judicial. judicial. Well, I just just so you know, when you are on trial and it's <laughs> after the verdict has been read and your parents ask me for a character letter, I will look past this mustache decision you have made and be able to make a good character reference on your behalf. Okay, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. Have you heard of this one chip challenge? Of course you have, because it's been around I've for years. I've done it several times. Okay, so this is you're the person, perfect person to talk to about this. I'm not sure why all of a sudden this is a deal again, because it seems like this was two, three years ago, right? The one chip challenge? It's been around for a while. Okay, well, if those of you who do not know, if you've been under a rock with this one chip challenge, apparently there's a company, Pocky, they are the maker of the extremely spicy tortilla chips and the maker of the one chip challenge, or marketed as the one chip challenge. Basically, the, the, the idea is there's one chip in a bag, you eat it, and I guess, what again, what does the winner get? It's a challenge just to see if you'll do it. Yeah. And these things are extremely hot. Dick, what was your experience no, it's, eating it? it? Is it just ridiculously painful? Well, it's painful? just like dropping a chemical bomb on your stomach. <laughs> Because like you feel Sounds like a great decision, you feel everything, and I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, this is crazy!" Yeah, it's it's definitely something rememberable, but but you you did it I've more done, than I, once. I've done it twice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so the first time wasn't good enough. I'd probably do it again if it was brought to me. Uh, okay, why? Because it's just fun. Just because. You, you like other people's reaction? Because it's going to do physical harm to oh, you. Oh, it hurts. Well, I mean, if I just said, here, favorite, take this knife favorite, and stab are, yourself in the arm, it hurts. There, we're You're not hanging out, and like, like, a group of dudes were like, oh, I got the chip challenge. Cool, cool. So everyone else did it, 
And the one guy literally had to call his wife from the floor. He was like, you need to go pick me up. I can't even like move. I get up, I'm gonna yeah. poop my pants. Oh my like, god! Oh, it's, well, it is so that disturbing funny. to your to the gastro area oh, of no, the body. It, it, well, I would even say that like, it wasn't even that hot because I mean I've eaten hot hot things. It was definitely hot, but the worst part about it was the chemical bomb in my stomach. Where like yeah. I go, I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. throw up because my stomach is literally making cement right now. And it's making it, what cement? And so you, you can just feel I, it churning. I thought you said it was making something else. Oh. Let's see, Dick, that happens in another part of your body. Yeah, that's uh, that's only on Sunday nights. And um, <laughs> uh, I'm not getting into but, that. Uh, <laughs> but no, I it that was the worst part about it. Like I was well, the spiciness of the chili peppers is measured on the Scoville scale, which calculates the heat uh, units in a given pepper. Carolina Reapers score around 1.7 million Scoville heat units. And the Naga Viper peppers around 1.4. So those two pri- uh, preliminary, not preliminary, primary peppers that are used in the one chip. By comparison, a normal jalapeno pepper is only 8,500. So compare 8,500 of a jalapeno to 1.7 and 1.4 million heat units. <clears throat> nah, I ain't doing that. That just sounds stupid. Well, as you can imagine, this uh, product comes with warning labels on it. In fact, I think you have to be a certain age to purchase it. And the reason this is in the news again, because a 14-year-old child apparently has died. It's hard to get them. After consuming this last week. If you didn't know that, it's hard to get them. Especially now. But before, before, like, they did it, it was almost like an eBay kind of thing. Where, like, you had to go to their website when they, like, wait till they launch, and then you had to wait in line and order it. And then if you didn't Mm -hmm. get it, like, Tough wow. luck. Yeah, because like it reminds me of the the chicken sandwich from a few years ago. That's because I was. That's why I was always like, yeah, I'll do it because it's like the opportunity to do it. Was it says rare. it was sold in a coffin shaped container. Yeah. Is this true? Yeah, I'm not eating anything. Like no, that. dude, it, it has warnings all over that thing. Yeah, like yeah, it, it even tells you to wear gloves when eating it and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, can you imagine eating and actually touching your yeah. eye? Yeah, well, I mean, oh, there, it was God. it was it was wild how like it even like it did, like the boxing isn't even appealing. Wow. Well, it's it's not designed to be appetizing, so well, they don't have saying. to make it appear. Yeah, it's just one chip. It's yeah, one literally chip. one chip. <laughs> well, Pocky, uh, again, the maker of the chip, is voluntarily pulling the product from shelves after a woman said her teenage son died of complications from consuming a single chip. That is insane. And I, I imagine... I, I don't believe know, I don't, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what, and the story doesn't go into it. This is from NBC News. It doesn't go into what he died from specifically, but... I, is maybe it causes uh, maybe breathing issues. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, my buddy was on the floor. Did he have? Maybe, and he literally had to call his wife, and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" And but he, it makes it makes you wonder though. Like, so would the store that sold him the chips have some sort of liability in this whole thing? It makes you wonder, right? Because it's not like a product like tobacco or alcohol where it has a legal age. It just says, you know, not for sale or not intended for children. That's kind of a different legal, you know, I guess standard. But it does make you wonder if the guy behind the counter right now is going, "Oh man, I remember selling this pocky to this kid." Well, again, like it, the, I didn't even think about someone, it. like the dad could have bought chips. it and then or a chip. Yeah, it's just one chip. <laughs> the bag of chip. Yeah, I don't know, and I I don't think they I don't think they could be allowed or I'm sorry, be held accountable. Was it sold at a store? I mean, I'm guessing because well, every place I've been to, like we've gotten it. We got I'm just thinking online. hypothetically, right? We've gotten it online. And wow, because like I don't know if you can even get it. 
Well, yeah, not anymore, for sure. Like I said, they're, they're pulling... Well, it says voluntarily pulling the item off the shelves, which would indicate that they are physically in stores. So my assumption is he got this at a convenience store or something along those lines. Oh, my God, I just hit Yeah, that. if you go to their website, basically it says that we have seen an increase in teens and other individuals not heeding these warnings. As a go. result, while the product continues to adhere to food safety standards... Out of an abundance of caution, we are actively working with our retailers to remove the products from shelves. So they really are. I cannot buy it? No, man. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, speaking of eating funny, interesting things, did you hear uh, a few weeks ago, I guess it was last month, that the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen went over to China, as that she probably does, China, as she probably does often in her position, as the president of the treasury, right? Okay. But apparently, she's making news while she was over there because she ate some magic mushrooms <laughs> that are uh, based in a dish called Jian Chao Qing, or Sea Hand Blue. And I'm imagining it's called Sea Hand Blue because you probably start seeing things like your hand being blue after you eat it. Well, she apparently claims she had no idea when she ordered the dish uh, she said she went with a large group of people, and the person who uh, arranged the dinner did the ordering. They were delicious, and I was not aware that these mushrooms had hallucinogenic properties. <laughs> so, of course, after the uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary comes in and, and does something like this, it has caused a massive craze for that particular dish in China. And I don't know if you know what this woman looks like, but she's a cotton top. You know, white hair, yeah, grandmotherly-looking lady. Yeah, I don't <laughs> trust her at all. Eating magic mushrooms. Well, when did this even happen? Uh, August. Oh, and, oh, so this is recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, just last month, I believe. Yeah. It's pretty funny, man. I just thought that was kind of an interesting, whoops, I ate that kind of uh, story. So I know that we've gone over this before where you haven't really ever worked in any, like, a traditional office setting. I mean, I know you've been doing this radio station since before you could grow that killer stash but a few years ago, there was this uh, concept of quiet quitting. Were you aware of this quiet quitting trend and what it is? It's pretty funny. It kind of started right after COVID, where people got you know disenfranchised and felt terrible about their work because they were staying at home and thinking more about They didn't want to go back to work or they didn't feel challenged, et cetera, et cetera. They just kind of, instead of quitting, they just started doing the bare minimum. <laughs> I mean, I've and heard, just not I've really doing a that. very good job until eh, if they want to fire me, they can fire me. I'm just not going to do much. And the term became like called quiet quitting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It was all over the news. Like I said, I think it was on the tail end of, of COVID is is really when when it gained in popularity. Well, there's a new one out there now, and this one is is really funny. It says move over, quiet quitters. Loud laborers are now hurting the American workforce, and this is exactly what you would think it is, Dick. These are people, you know, and, well, I know that I've worked with these, that just rather than doing their job, will complain and talk about it more than actually doing their work. Oh, jeez. I got to go do this again. I got to go create this PowerPoint. Yeah. You know that, that pivot table I'm working on? I've been working on that thing for two days. You know this guy. We've all had this guy. I know I've worked with this person before, and it is so annoying. <laughs> But yes, I love how the internet, if nothing else, gives uh, wonderful names for these, these events. <laughs> Loud laborers, 
You, you ever met a loud laborer? I feel like everyone is. Yeah, to a degree, you think? Well, I mean, it's it, oh, I, I never worked in an office environment like that, so it's kind of one of those things where, like, if you just want to quit, quit. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's ideal. Yeah. But I think these are people that, I think a lot of them are just attention seekers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, doing the bare minimum and getting paid, that sounds pretty rock and roll right there. Yeah, that that I kind of, I can get down with quiet so quitting. So it's like, okay. Right? But this guy is annoying to everyone. Yeah. That guy. I thought you were going to say something along the lines of, like, when they quit, it's like an event. Who's coming with me? Yeah, something, you know, like say. they get firecrackers or something. And like, guess what's happening, boys and girls? <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, the old Jerry Maguire quitting. That was great. That was an excellent scene. Loved it. But, yeah. No, sorry. This was just this was just a, a new take on the quiet quitting. I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, how many minutes we got till the break, man? I actually didn't t- take a look at that, and I wanted to... A couple s- minutes. I wanted to start the AOO Medical Minute. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Play my AOO Medical Minute music. Oh, I got I, it right I, here. Oh, okay. Oh, that is... That sounds so medicinal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coughing. Yeah. <laughs> medical minute. And now, medical minute. So I got to think about this. You know, everybody seems to have their own podcast. I didn't put it up there. Days. What? Oh, I thought you were talking about my hospital visit. No, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I didn't put it up there. No, we'll talk about that later. It seems like everybody these days has a radio show or a podcast. Apparently, it's not hard to do. But it got me to thinking, would you be okay or comfortable... With your doctor, who had a large social media presence. Like the pimple popper lady? So, okay. There's two different ways this can go. So, let's take, let's do uh, scenario number one. Your doctor, your general primary care physician, has a large following, but he or she does primarily medical topics. Okay. Right? All of he or she's... Uh, uh, short videos, her TikToks are about something, healthcare, whatever, but she has a massive following. You cool with that? That your doctor's kind of really into social media? Whatever. Okay. Scenario two. They have a large social media following that has nothing to do with medical. They're uh, one of these I guys that like, that like pulls the tricks on their spouse or doing like dude yeah. perfect stuff. I don't care. You wouldn't care. I think that would bother me quite a bit. I would like to pretend that my doctor doesn't even have the internet and just has their nose in a book reading about newest medical science all the time. I wouldn't want my doctor to have any social media presence. That would be hilarious. No, man. I couldn't take him seriously after that. It's like, hey, you go in there for your checkup? They're like, so uh, did you see that behind-the-back pass that went off the glass and in from 50 feet? Why is that a did, big deal to you? Did that on five tries, dog. Uh by the way, here's some medicine for that. I think itch, it'd be kind that, of that I, itch you got. I think it'd be awkward here. He comes in and be like, "Hey, man, make sure to subscribe and like." <laughs> That's what he could though. The, ostensibly, right, so if he sent that to me, I'd be like, "Wait, what all right, are man, we I need to about? I need to see you in two weeks for a checkup. Come back and see me. Make sure you go to the pharmacy and uh, like, share, subscribe. I'd be like twenty percent off. Yeah, I'll like and subscribe <laughs> for twenty percent off my visit. <laughs> yeah, no, man, sorry, I can't do it. My doctor. You know what's funny? That, that, that makes me think of like, you know, those shows like the Doctor Pimple Popper. And, and things like that, because that originated with social media, where she would, yeah, she would like show the crazy zits and everything, and I her don't popping get that. it. Why don't you just which, pop them yourself? Why do you have well, somebody no, else pop I them? I mean, some of them like you do need medical attention for because oh, they've been sitting there. Do for, zits get that bad? Uh, yeah, people like really. Yeah, some of them like have been there for twenty years. Wait, a twenty-year-old zit? Yep, yep. 
Yep. Well, that needs medical. That's no longer a zip. Yeah. That's that's no, that's it's crossed like over. That's it's crossed like over the other side. Well, yeah. And so, but it got me thinking about shows like this Can you imagine where the explosion say, of a twenty-year-old zit. Yeah. So like they they got a great segment. They got a twenty-year-old zit. I wonder if they get anything. Like I imagine they pay these people in the medical procedure. Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh, you don't have to pay for anything. You're gonna be on the show, and we're gonna take out this zit. Because some of them are nuts, dude. Like, the, my favorite ones are the ones who have, like, lumps on their back. And one of them, like, one guy I remember watching is like, yeah, I've had this for, like, 30 years. Oh, and I just never knew what not, it was. Not zit, and it was, dude. like, a, a cyst or something. And I'm like, Yeah, I was going to say. That's and I was cyst. like, but, but, I go over 30 years, though, man. Like, you think eventually you'd be like, hey, I probably got to get take this care of this because there's like a large lump on my back you would think so but yeah and is the process to go well we got to pop it i guess so they have to relieve it i don't know i didn't yeah. know this is where the conversation was uh, going no, but sorry onesies but no Good but grief it, but it got me thinking about shows like that where it's like do they pay these people or do they say hey the procedure like kind of like when you watch the cop shows where like you know those people like if i was on cops i would say no you can't use my face i don't want people knowing i know i can't believe these people they have to agree to it but but they don't have to Oh, I thought they did. If they were going to put their face on television, well, I, I thought, thought those. Well, I thought they had to agree to it. I, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'm not. I don't think the cops people are making them. Oh sign no, no, it. they can't make it. But I'm saying if they were to put their face, yeah, they have to. And agree I'm like, to it. do they get like a lighter sentence, or is like they cover their lawyer bills? It's like, or, man, I really don't want to be on TV from stealing from Walmart. But that, uh, that muscle shirt I was wearing that was falling down when I was running from the cops looked pretty yeah. good on me. Besides that, just grew out a wicked stash. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't put it up there. Uh, but no, it got me thinking about that. But yeah, to answer your question, I think it'd be hilarious if my doctor was like, "Hey, we like and subscribe my YouTube channel." I'd be like, "Okay." Nah, no, not for me. All right. Well, we had another uh, accompanying story. We'll cover that when we get back from the break. Should healthcare employees wear body cameras? And when is the appropriate time to put out Halloween decorations? All that and more. You're listening to Audience of One. Don't forget to message us with your story ideas. Cause, no pimples, though. Uh, yeah, send us some cool videos. That's what I'm down for. Nope. What's your 9-11 conspiracy, dude? We'll be right back. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belschner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. All right, welcome back, onesies, to the second part of Audience of One. Don't forget, we're here every Wednesday at 10 a.m., on YouTube, Lone Star Community Radio Podcast, Facebook, FM, all that good stuff. Audience of One Show. Just look up Audience of One Show. You'll be fine. Don't forget, you can always write into us at show at gmail.com for all your comments, articles, and whatever's on your mind. Because we've, we've been all over the place today. The show is always all over the place. That's what I love about it. It's just whatever is next up on the run sheet. Go. Yeah. Craziness. Not your well, average community yeah. radio show. We didn't, I didn't put it up there. That's what we learned last segment. Still not fully sure I get that. Not sure I want to know, but, actually. Uh, but you were talking about should doctors wear body cams. Yeah, man. And I was thinking to myself, 
what jobs currently require body cams besides police officers? Well, this job apparently requires a camera. Got to have it in my face. Yeah, what but you're talking about body. pointing out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, police officers, um, definitely the only ones that come to mind. I imagine security officers, but that's along the same lines. Um, I don't know, man. I, but this, this story from chiefhealthcareerexecutive.com uh, talks about the idea of health professionals, and um, mainly probably surgeons, I would think, but it could be any health professional, wearing body cams. Now, it says back in September, a Pennsylvania hospital came under scrutiny after employees used their personal devices to take photographs and videos of a patient under anesthesia who had suffered a genital injury. You know what that means, right? It means his nuts hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And so they took their camera. I'm like, bro, look at that. <laughs> so that's obviously wrong, right? They can't do that. And they were punished. But it does kind of bring up the idea of, well, if the doctor is wearing a little camera here and that video, you've agreed to it, that would allow you to go back and see the procedure to see if anything nefarious was going on, whether or not they were playing with your injury you know what I mean, during the procedure or, or being inappropriate. But it, it kind of is a slippery slope, right? Because then afterwards, you can go back and <clears throat> critique their job to the nth degree and say, well, you did this wrong. And then it just, I think it's going to add like a mountain of legality to it. But at the same time, as a patient, wouldn't you kind of want that? I guess depending on the procedure. Because if I had a genital injury, I don't know that I'd want it filmed and then, of course, with the way technology is now, there's always some breach of security. And then it's, oh, oh look, the, the AOO host, Andrew's genital surgery is now out on the Internet or something crazy, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know because the HIPAA law is so protective. And being able to sue a doctor is such a frequent thing. Yeah. So I imagine— But could it also be used to protect the doctor, too? He could say, look, yeah. I did everything according to, to the law. I don't know. I, I don't know where I fall on this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't really know either. But apparently paramedics wear them. In the same article, it, it does talk about in some states, paramedics are wearing body cam. And I guess that makes sense because they're involved in, like, um, highly leveraged situations in the heat of the moment. And, you know, there could be some, like, in accidents and things like this where there could be some um, questions as to whether or not they were part of the problem or part of the crime, not crime scene, but an accident scene or something. I guess that kind of makes sense, but mm, I don't know what else should be wearing a body cam. Uh, I don't know. Gets back to your streaming, though. What if that doctor, who's got a nice TikTok following, I don't know, also comes in over the surgery? Well, I mean, I think... Check it, this out, it's guys. Just, it's interesting because, you know, that would affect the entire industry, and you always have select few who would be would like it. Mm -hmm. But then you have a select few who would dislike it. and I think you'd have to agree to it. As a patient, you'd have to agree to allow this first, right? Well, I figure it'd be the other way around where like it's a service they offer. Yeah, but what if you don't want to be filmed? You would, I think then, you'd then, have yeah. the option to decline it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then would I, does it also give the patient the power to make the doctor do it? Mm, yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on what the, the actual law would be or how, how if this ever came into to fruition with the law, how it read, I guess, mm -hmm. or how it was written. Because I, I know, know like when I had my knee surgery, they had a video of the knee surgery. What? Yeah, like where he went in, like, but it wasn't like on his chest. It was like the camera on the 
above the the operating table. No, it was like a camera in the in the scope. Oh well, yeah, yeah, oh, of course, yeah, because that's the whole. They have to have a camera going through it for a scope. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask you. If, I don't think if, it was just me on the on the <laughs> on the table. Like, wow. Did they drop a junior mint inside yeah. your inside your? This surgery? guy stinks. Let's give him a bath while we're doing this. <laughs> one of my best, or one of the best Seinfeld episodes, by the way. If you weren't aware of what that reference was, well, anyways, I just thought that was an interesting thing, and I imagine for your legit. Radio shows. Well, it's kind of like they could discuss. Well, no, this think at about length, that. But... Like you get into those uh, driverless cars. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure if you get into those, you know you're being filmed. Okay. Yeah. I sub. Okay. So it's kind. Well, I mean, more... I mean, cameras are everywhere, right? Yeah, so that's I'm, what I'm saying. One like, more place. it's it's kind of like why would I require a doctor to wear a body cam when there's probably a camera in the operating room already for security purposes? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you, you, there's cameras all over the hospital right now, as it is. It's just not in the operating room. Is it? I, mean, I have no one idea. Step for, oh, for security? Yeah. There's lots of security around hospitals. Well, I mean, like, that's what Crazy I'm saying. Crazy people like, there. I mean, there might not be a camera in the operating room, but there's one outside of it. But, I like, I wouldn't surprise me if I was being operated on, there was a camera in the room. Yeah. Again, if it's just your knee, it's one thing, but if it's... You know, your private. Other parts. Yeah. Well, then yeah, it's HIPAA, though, so it's like... Yeah. Well, it's all HIPAA. Well, I mean, like, I meant more of they're going to protect you no matter what because, like, that's part of the rule. Like, the doctor's got to follow that. I'm telling you, man, this, we're living in idiocracy. Because, you know, it. you know, even if you hurt your genitals, they have to take pictures of it. They have to to make a medical diagnosis. Yeah. So those pictures are somewhere. I guess, I guess. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if they need to make pictures, but I no, suppose that's, you're right. that's how they, I mean, that's how a lot of I doctors guess. work. I guess, yeah. And, like, uh, I mean, I can give you an example. This girl I, I knew, she took a lot of pictures of wounds. And I was amazed that, like, at a, like every day she's taking, you know, 140-plus pictures of just... But it was on, like, a simple camera. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's, that's just floating around. Yeah, it's out there. And, yeah. I, I just think it would be interesting to see, like, a doctor, if he's filming it and also live-streaming it, and, again, going back to his large social media presence, he's sewing you up, and he's like, nailed it. Dude, perfect. <laughs> I, oh, I think it would be hilarious if he just sits there. Behind his back. Look at this. Check this out. talking trying trash to, about you the whole time. Yeah, trying to trick up the surgery. Check this out. Let's make this a little harder. Let's cut this artery. Yeah, well, I have actually heard that before, too. Yeah, right. Let's make let's make this a challenge. This is too routine of a surgery. Yeah. No, I have heard that, too, where you'll you'll have some doctors complain about other doctors' behaviors during a procedure, and they're making fun of a person or talking trash yeah. about the person while they're under. Again, cameras would solve that. You would assume that they wouldn't, yeah, they wouldn't do it. That, that life's going to be so boring. It's coming, too. Everything's going to have cameras on it. Everything. So Switching subjects abruptly, because that's what I like to do here on the AOO show, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. When is it appropriate, as we now enter the middle of September, to start putting out Halloween decorations? I asked this question on I Love Conroe this week, and I'm getting a lot of different answers. Uh, but most people are saying, now, go for it, whenever, whenever you want, bro. Yeah, I always feel like it's the rule should be you can't skip a holiday. Meaning, like, what's the, is there a holiday between now and Halloween? Well, what, between now and, oh, I see what you're saying. No. So Halloween's up for grabs when it comes to decorating your house. Right. That's why it's a question. So, because you're not sure. It's a gray I, area. The Thanksgiving one really bothers me because people skip Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and they go straight to Christmas. So, like, it'll be November 10th. There's some people put out some and turkeys. People, people put up Christmas stuff or they shop Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving is even here. Mm hmm. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Well, shopping's a little different. Like I can see, like you walk into Home Depot right now, it's covered in Halloween stuff and has been for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Buying and purchasing, I understand that from a retail standpoint, but from a display standpoint, you know, when is it appropriate? Because I've always been October one. You got to wait till October. But you know, I, I know my wife is probably like, "Ooh, September one," and I think a lot of ladies are that way. Yeah, they I'm like looking, to, they I'm like looking. to have the decorations up. To me, you can't put out pumpkins if they're going to boil out in the sun. It's got to be cool or something. Yeah, well, no, I mean that's just a, the, the I love people who put pumpkins out like right now. Yeah, because it's like it's going to oh, be man. a gooey mess in two uh, weeks. <laughs> now, some people do t- go to the like extra links with decorations, so. To me, it's like, oh, that's that neighbor. He has that hobby of decorating his house, so mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. But I guess my rule would be just you can't just skip a holiday. You can't you can't hurdle a holiday to promote the next holiday. You got to wait till that holiday's over. Dick's rules then, for decorating. Well, I mean, because like, you can't really decorate for Labor Day, right? And that was what last week, last Monday. Mm-hmm. So you might be able to hurdle that one because no one really has. There's not like a Labor Day aisle at Home Depot. There's only a couple of holidays that you really decorate yeah. the outside of your house for anyways. Yeah. It's really just Halloween and Christmas, right? Am I missing something? Easter, kind of. Oh, people yeah, like people putting, putting a little bunny out there. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I know that some people do something for New Thanksgiving. Year's, Thankful no. out in front of your yard. Valentine's but, Day. Yeah, but I don't think people do their house, right? Some folks might do like their desk or their cubicle or yeah. something. Those people are annoying. But uh, Really? It's their cubicle. Who cares? Um, they're still annoying. Bro, you're an adult. You don't need to celebrate. Are you quiet quitting now? Or is that loud quitting? <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> oh, I hate my neighbor. He I would just fume inside. <sighs> I mean. But I, yeah, no, you bring up an interesting point, too, about neighbors. If there's somebody who's pretty sensitive to the fact that you shouldn't be um, putting out decorations super early, and they're like, oh, look at Jim over there. It's, it's September 9th, and this guy's already got a skeleton uh, out there. I'm going to go take a bat to I its never knees. Really, I never <laughs> really cared. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't, I really, I don't care either. I just think it's interesting because everybody's got an opinion on something. But if you're going to ask me, I'm going to say October 1st. This is radio. We, we have to have like bold, idealistic ideas because that's what makes conversation. So I'm going to well, say I mean, October 1st, Again, man. I guess my biggest gripe has always been Christmas because like to me, Christmas. All right. When's too early to put Christmas? Day? We'll have this conversation again in two months. Yeah, no. It's to me the rule December is. December 1st. It's December 1st or. After Thanksgiving. Or after Thanksgiving. Yeah. There's a gray area in And I'm there. not talking like after the meal you just had of Thanksgiving. Like, Do you, do you adhere to the astrological uh, December 1st or you just say after Thanksgiving? Because there are years where Thanksgiving will fall like on the 23rd. Or 24th. Well, that gives you a whole mo- uh, whole week wow. in November to get your Christmas on. Yeah, man. Start putting yeah. the lights out. I don't know. I think I try to follow the months, but I'll I'll accept the gray area of the end of November for Christmas decor. There you go. Like my opinion I like matters. That's a good all. question. Have you, you know, I decorate. Yeah. Oh, I know. Have you heard this story that's kind of been making the news um, just south of here in Spring, Texas? Spring, Texas, there is a man who's gotten a lot of, uh, lot of attention. This is from the Houston Chronicle. Apparently this man had a, an adult, mind you, had a lemonade stand. And he was known, I guess, uh, by the folks in that area as the lemonade guy. Well, he was asked by police to move. Okay. Uh, because I guess the, he was putting up his stand in front of a, an abandoned business. And the business owner, the building owner said, Look, man, you got to move. We don't want you in front of this. Okay, not that big of a deal. He does this, and people freak out. (laughs) 
and go to social media about it and this, that, and the other. And he's, you know, essentially kind of made uh, as a victim in the situation, which is kind of funny to me because it's not like they said, you got to close up. or They did some hostile takeover of his tent or whatever. They just told him to move down the road and he benefited from it tremendously. This guy has now gotten really popular on Soch and um, his name is Issa Hakim. And his lemonade stand is now in the 2300 block of Luetta in spring. What is the most interesting about this, though, is he sells lemonade for $5 a cup. Seems a bit steep, Dick. Well, everything's more expensive. I knew you were going to go there and just chalk it up to it's Biden's inflation, bro. No, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I think... That's if that guy wants to charge five dollars, like whatever. Dude. I will say it's thirty-two ounces worth of lemonade, so that's a a generous portion. Yeah, that's a lot actually. And I think this guy is from oh shoot, I forgot where he is from, but apparently this is a um a a recipe from his home country, and from what I've heard, the lemonade is a fantastic, and I'm thinking it better be for five bucks, right? That seems like an awful steep price to pay. But then my second, my second observation here is, aren't lemonade stands for kids? Because you're kind of taking the steam away from the little girl down the street, selling it for a nickel or a quarter. I, I mean, mean, look, I'm all for the guy trying to make a living. Yeah, I cares? get it. I get it. But come on, man. Well, no, I, I dig it. <clears throat> Sell gourds. Sell I mean, pumpkins selling, like everybody he's, else. He's selling whatever he knows. <laughs> yeah, no, he apparently he has, a, he has a recipe that is absolutely phenomenal. I do actually want to try this, though. I'm not, I'm not slamming this guy, to be honest with you. Just, I'm just making a radio joke. But um, yeah. five bucks, quite a bit of cash for lemonade. You going down there and paying five bucks for lemonade, Dick? I'm trying to figure out where exactly that is. Because I used to run around spring all the time. But Luetta, let me look it up. I'm looking it up. Is it right by 45? Riveting yeah, radio it's is right Dick by 45. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Because uh, it might have been around the, the, where the Sonic I worked at. But uh, but the, the, again, if people want to get out and buy ice cream or go get a lemonade, go for it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's inconvenient to stop and go like that. Like, mm-hmm. if you park, get out, go talk to the guy, give him $5, and then be on your merry way because you, you can't make lemonade at home. Like, Yeah. But, Not like this. Yeah, again, apparently it's it's pretty good stuff. Um, and hey, if he needs to make a buck, whatever. But I just think it's funny, these types of stories, how certain things will go viral. And, and in this guy's case, I mean, he just had to move 10 feet or whatever. <laughs> It's not like, it's not well, like he really damaged no, his business. I, man, In fact, he's 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 benefiting from well, it. Well, no, it amazes me because you know, be, especially being in downtown Conroe, we I learned so much about food trucks and what's allowed, what's not allowed, mm-hmm. and the original rules were so ridiculous to where it was like you basically made the rules to hurt food trucks instead of like trying to bring some type of compliance to it. If I had to guess, can I raise my hand, teacher? Okay. If I had to guess, those rules were probably written before the concept of food trucks were what they are today, and they probably extend that those existing rules to food trucks, and they don't really make sense anymore. And so it does seem like they're not trying to cater to them because no, they like, didn't want somebody selling a hamburger out of their back of their truck. Well, yeah, because right? the, the main rule that hurt That's them was, was basically you're allowed to be open for two hours. That makes no sense. And it had to be any time of the day. 
So, like, if you're a breakfast place... Oh, I know what they're doing. You're opening up for two hours. But you can't open up for another two hours later in the afternoon to do lunch. So, like, you can only open up for two hours. And basically, that's Wait, like, wait, that's the maximum or the minimum? That's the max. Oh, I thought you said minimum. No, that's the max. You have you can only be open for two hours. And that's that rule stands today? No. They oh, changed it. Ah, okay. Because that even applied when there's events. Man, yeah, that makes no sense. So, but it, that only applied to uh, restaurants that had wheels, essentially. Pretty much, like just food trucks, like vendors, hmm. food vendors. Like, yeah. so if you're doing snow cones, if you're doing whatever, like to get a permit, you had to get a permit for that day every day. Hmm. That, know, that's, so that's kind of you know crazy. how I would get around it. I wouldn't have a food truck. I'd have a food sedan. No, because uh, what was it a while back? We had a guy who just retired, and just wanted to do hot dogs, mm, and it was bulldogies. Like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this was. Uh, just some older guy. They just made hot dogs, and he had a hot dog car. He rebuilt a hot dog car. He just wanted to hang out and make hot dogs. And he had to move, like, every single week. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, the city doesn't know what to do with me. Like, they give me a permit, but then they want me to get a permit every day. And then, but, like, all I just want to Did he have s- a cart? Yeah, it was like a cart, like an old school. Yeah, like the Elotes like, cart, man. Like, like the New York carts. Yeah. So it was pretty good. And they were, they were reasonably priced. I think it was, like, $5 for chips and two hot dogs. Man, he'd have so, to sell a lot in that two-hour window to justify. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was weird, and they he basically said, "I have to, I'm not doing this anymore because it's just too much." Was well, he pain. aware of the rule change? No, yeah, this is way before the rule change. That's what I'm saying. Is he aware of it now? He can come back with a vengeance, with and he can partner with Lemonade Guy here. Well, I think it even affected the uh, table at Medley. Um, okay, because it's a food truck mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. so it's like a park. Mm-hmm. So they were like running issues with that when they were starting to build it because it's like, hey, these guys are here. Come on, Conroe. Get your but stuff then together. Again, then again, it's like, whatever. <laughs> well, this lemonade guy's uh, found the loophole because I don't think there's any laws against setting up a tent and selling lemonade yeah. any time of the day. Well, you, they call them home cottage laws, <laughs> food cottage laws. Have you heard of this no. term? That's like if you make stuff out of your house for food. and like mm, certain, Ghost kitchens. We talked about ghost kitchens well, this a while is back. Just, there are certain rules on like how you can sell it, where you can sell it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think they can tell you how much they, you can charge, but it's it's pretty serious where like you have to sell it. You can't go to HEB and sell it to them and HEB sell it. Like you have to physically be the person who sells it and are your employees or whatever that you pay to sell it because you're responsible for the hmm. the quality control of that food. Hmm. So I guess this guy had to get a permit to sell I guess. drinks. I guess. I think anything goes underneath I-45, though, just saying. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of it's, it's weird to me because certain neighborhoods don't care. Certain neighborhoods do. <laughs> right. No, yeah. It all depends on where you're at. I did see a guy... This is on, probably on social media. He goes around in, in his particular neighborhood with a, a cart selling barbecue. I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. I mean, why not? Of course, the smell's wafting out. He's probably got a little fan blowing that smell. People can smell it, and they apparently has pretty good barbecue. So good you, idea. So tell me more about this guy. He's going to be there, and he has a social media, and then now it's like... Well, he doesn't have a social media. Well, he might now. Oh, uh, okay. No, he, he was... Uh, Police Happenings, I think, is the... Um, Social media group that he okay. blew up on, and everybody said, "Hey, we got to go support this guy because the cops made him move, man. He's got five dollar lemonade, and it's good. Go support him." And the reason they moved him 
was yeah we covered this 10 minutes ago i know like i still don't understand it <laughs> the business owner didn't it was like an, him. It was an abandoned building he was setting up shop in front of and the person who owns the building said you got to move they didn't want that because I'm, I'm i'm assuming that the person who owns the building wants to sell that site to another potential tenant and they don't want you know some guy selling five dollar lemonade out front so they told him to move yeah because it's I bet- private property yeah, I, mean, I, I bet. I, I, get I, it. I bet if he told the guy, "Hey, you got to rent a space if you're going to do that." Yeah, probably. There's probably insurance for using the parking oh, lot. Oh yeah, all that yeah, kind of all stuff. kind. Yeah, there's probably liability if something happens on his property. Yeah, if, as a as a property owner, business owner, whatever, you don't want that in front of your building. I'm guessing. Anyways, have you heard of this guy, Yuri Geller? Nope. Okay. And that's not probably all that uncommon. He's been around forever, and the only reason I know of him is I believe I've referenced this on this show before. I was in a class in college called Magic, Ritual, and Religion, um, and we talked about Yuri Geller. Well, back in the 70s, Yuri Geller um, really came to, uh, I guess his fame came to a head when he appeared on the Johnny Carson show because he was famous for bending spoons. He had the ability to bend a spoon. And it was, wow. And Johnny Carson was going to come on the show and basically debunk, uh, debunk him. And more on that here in a second. But what makes me laugh about people like Yuri Geller and the people that follow him because they think he's got some sort of magical powers. Why a spoon? Why only a spoon? Why There not? is no spoon. There is no spoon. I feel like that's a reference to something. The Matrix. Oh. Oh, yes. Because they're literally bending spoons. Right. There is no... I know there. the steak isn't real. But I... Anyways... Um, I, I just I'm fascinated by these people, right? Like, so it's like, okay, well, why not? Cre- why not a brick? I'm kind of creeped not? out how good he looks. Yeah, he's like 75 years old and he looks awfully young. But yeah, so anyways, he went on the um, Johnny Carson show and he was doing his little shtick. Look at me. He kind of would hold a, a a spoon in his hand and it would and it would sort of bend right there in his hand. Johnny said, "That's cool. Try it on this one, bro." Right there on national television, of course. Yuri was not able to perform his magical spoon-bending competition or competition, uh, trick with the spoon that Johnny gave him. And I'll never forget the clips if you've ever seen them online, and you'll have to do yourself a favor and look them up. Immediately, it goes to commercial when he's uh, you know, fumbling around, and it's just like the lines, you know, those old 70s yeah. you know, lines when it says, this program has been interrupted or something like that. Love it. Well, anyways, this Yuri Geller has now made the news again because he is warning of a mass alien landing soon. Oh, I thought this was going to be cool. <laughs> okay, that's boring. Oh, come on. The, 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 what's funny about it is the fact that he was in the news and I heard that name and went, what? Yuri Geller? What? Oh, I remember this guy. It's the spoon-bending guy. Well, he believes, the 75-year-old illusionist, believes that scientists... Illusion, il- Michael. It's an illusion. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> he believes scientists may have stumbled upon superior beings from space after discovering a giant I energy thought, source 4,000 light years yeah, away while mapping radio waves. I thought this going to be good. I really Bro, did. he just discovered aliens landing soon. That is, yeah, the, that is all, as big as it gets. I thought he was like a, and I a scientist you. or something. But he just <laughs> bit metal with spoons. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> what, what really what's weird is all that UFO release stuff, and then it's kind of like we don't really talk about it. It's it's crazy, right? Like I hear news stories, and people who have credibility, people who have jobs and their own credibility well, on the line, I, going out and, and, and talking about, yeah, dude, we've got evidence of aliens, and everybody just goes, well, huh. now, uh, UFOs, or UFOs, and, and but I, I, also you have to really think about it is 
UFO doesn't necessarily mean alien. No, correct. It doesn't. And, Just unidentified. Don't yeah. know what it is. And so I think that's what people kind of get disconnected because they want to see the monster. You know, it's like don't assume they're monsters. They're listening right now. No, I know, but they want to see the mon like the like the tall green and gray. Right, right. And, it doesn't have to be that. And it could just be their ship. It could be literally us with a mustache. Uh huh. Absolutely. And been, I, re- I I replaced the old Richard, and so <laughs> yeah. Well, it is again. It I mean, is, I could be an alien. It is fairly amazing how these stories are becoming more and more prevalent and people it's not just your crazy uncle who drank 12 pack of you know bush light and looked outside one night and went look at that these are people who either high-ranking navy officials oh yeah people in in nasa are coming out and saying yeah we've we've got stuff we've witnessed it we've witnessed it we've seen we don't know what it is yeah and but again that's more than we've ever had before and it seems like we're not talking about it yeah. And these stories are quite So when you got frequent. Yuri Geller. And Yuri Geller. Look, there's a picture of him right here on this Metro.UK website that I sent you of him holding a bent spoon. Dick, how did that spoon bend? He didn't do it on its own. Actually, I know how he did it. Are you curious? You go back there and, and heat them up with like some heating element to where the metal was really, really hot and really soft. And of course, it didn't take much for him to just kind of do this with his thumb and warm it back up. And it, <laughs> it would bend. Well, so, it's a good you know, parlor trick. What's wrong with that? Yeah, uh, nothing, man. Because there's some pretty great music- musicians, magicians out there. Yeah, he's not one of them. No. He's definitely not well, one of them. Well, it sounds like he's a lot of credibility. Yeah. Yeah, man, we have a lot of stuff on the run sheet and no more time to talk about it. We're gonna ha- I'm going to have to save uh, Girl Math for next week. We've Aww. got a concept called Girl Math. Aww. Yeah, it's pretty good. Unless you think I'm going to squeeze it in here. That's up to you, buddy. But we can save it for next week as well. We're going to end on this crazy story. It's kind of fun and sad at the same time. Uh, I don't know if you want to show the pictures or not, but here locally, severe drought, as we know, has been upon us for a while. Uh, We have not been getting a lot of rain, and it's causing all-time low water levels. And in the Niches riverbanks here in, I guess it says uh, the Beaumont area, right? Yeah. They have discovered, due to the low water levels, dinosaur tracks. And I'm looking at these pictures, and I'm like, those look like big old dinosaur tracks. And they show somebody sticking their foot inside of this other massive sort of looking three-clawed craziness. Um, but I wonder how those tracks stay underwater like that. I mean, you would assume with water being on top of them, eventually they would just kind of erode. And, and what, what kept that cast of these huge tracks in place for all that time? I don't know. I'm not very smart. But they're pretty cool, man. You like di- you like were you into dinosaurs? Uh no, but I think it's interesting to see how real they are. Yeah, well they they are real. I mean they're not making this up. And also what was found? A World War One ship. A long lost In Beaumont. World, in Beaumont. Along the banks of the Nietzsche's River. I think that's pretty cool, man, since you're not interested in the dinosaur feet. They're finding all kinds of stuff due to the low water levels. We need rain, Dick. We need rain. But we need more dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, true, true. All right, man, that's all we have time for this week. Um, man, lots of stuff left on the run sheet. We'll all cover it next week. Well, uh, everyone take care. It is the middle of September. We're going to put up our Halloween decorations for the next show. You know it. Because Andrew likes it when it's... I love Halloween. As, yeah. a, as an October baby, as I am, Yeah, it's always been my favorite. Well, uh, your favorite should also be Audience of One show. Look us up. It's everyone's favorite. So, yeah. And, Andrew, I'll see you later, man. 
awesome. Bye, Dick.